to another episode of the Ring 'Em Up podcast. Carlos, how are we today? We're doing good, man. It's uh, another full week, and uh, it's been one of the most eventful weeks in baseball that we've had probably since the start of the year. That is true, and I wouldn't say very eventful as far as team wise, but a lot of individual, a lot of individual news kind of popping up, and you know. I'd say a lot of it is kind of on the negative side of things, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of it is. Um, uh, you've seen uh, Jacob deGrom out for the year, man, getting clipped again. Out for the year. That's kind of shitty, man. Did you see the interview he did afterwards? That's that's how you can tell that. Yeah, I, um, I have it here so we can pull it up for people to hear. But that's how you can tell that he genuinely cares. And maybe I'm not saying, you know, most guys wouldn't care about this kind of thing, but... A lot of guys will probably be like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm getting Tommy John. Exactly, I'm, not gonna I'm getting play. Tommy John. I'm getting paid regardless. I'm, I think Jacob deGrom is 35. 35, yeah. getting his second second Tommy John operation. Man, that's got to be shitty. It, uh, it hurts, man. It really hurts. And you feel for the guy because this is, realistically, he's a generational arm when healthy. If this guy would have had the same kind of longevity and health that like a Kershaw would have had, I mean, realistically, we can be speaking as, you know, the greatest pitcher of all time, honestly. Well, and he's still a generational arm in my view because he still had those couple of years in New, in New York where he was the Cy Young, like, right. back-to-back years. And, when he was the rookie of the year. Yeah, rookie of the year and just had those phenomenal years where he was literally untouchable. You know what I mean? But it's uh, crazy. He gets on a he gets on a team now that's got a lot of a lot of great things going for them. And unfortunately, he's got to miss out. Right. I mean, that's, I think that's the worst part is, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Mets were contenders and they have been, you know, in the time that he was there. They were contenders for like the first month of every season. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think this Texas team that he's on now is a legit team. I mean, their team is legit. Their offense is legit. Their starting pitching, even without him, is legit. Their bullpen's managing. I mean, they're a really good completed team that I think can realistically make a run for the World Series. And I never thought of the Mets like that, no matter who or what, you know, type of baseball they were playing throughout the year. I, I mean, you always knew the Mets were going to make eventually. But this Rangers team, to me, seems very different. And I think that's why it's hurting him, because I think he saw the that potential. He, that he could finally yeah. win a ring. He could finally this win is, um This is him the day that they announced um, his season-ending Tommy John surgery. I went through this before and you know, know what it takes to get back. Um, so that's the goal. Go out there, you know, rehab as the best I can and, and be around to help, you know, any way I can. Um, you know, we got a special group here. Um, and He's fighting back tears. And then I'll be able to I mean, you can see it in... You can hear it in his voice. You can hear it, you can see it. I mean, the guy was very emotional. It just, it sucks, man. And he's, his what, his last, since, let me see here. Since 2019, honestly, was the last full season he had. I mean, 2020 was the COVID year, so that was a little different. But, I mean... Since let's just say twenty, let's say twenty twenty, he had a healthy year. But twenty twenty one, fifteen starts, eleven starts, six starts. I mean, 
dude just can't catch a break these last few years. I mean, since 2001, um, he's had his oblique injury, an elbow injury, a shoulder, a forearm, another shoulder, a wrist, an elbow again. Jesus. And this one again, his Tommy John. Talk about an injury bug that doesn't want to leave, huh? Since 2001, he's made 32 starts in 886 days. That's tough, man. That's tough. Like you said, especially for the guy that that can definitely have, you could have considered him. I mean, you could still consider him one of the greatest pitchers ever as far as just talent-wise overall because you know he's got the stuff. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the, the career to kind of back it up. You know what I mean, but I'd I'd still definitely consider him one of the best I've ever seen. Oh, for of sure. course, you know no, absolutely. I mean? I mean, the guy when he won, I wasn't it back to back Cy Youngs when he mm-hmm. won them. I mean, realistically, then I, the dude was unbelievable, untouchable, untouchable. Like sub two ERAs yeah. and or like very very low two ERAs. Yeah, two point five and two point six. He had a one point seven ERA in one of the seasons where yeah. he went. I mean, this is how shitty the Mets were. He had a one point seven ERA. Struck out 269 batters and won 10 games and lost nine. It was ba- it was that season where you needed to get him two runs at least to like win, so he, he would was, win a game. He was losing the one. He was losing one zero, two zero, <laughs> two to one. Yeah, uh, I mean it hurts, man. Good old Mets, right? Good old Mets. Yeah, this that's is, shitty, man. I mean, I think the worst part about it is, like you said, this guy is 35 years old, um, and he's gonna. Well, he'll be turning 35 here in a couple weeks, but he'll he's out the rest of this year. He's out, I'm going to assume, most of next year. Well, yeah, usually it's about, what, like a full year's worth of... Well, uh, a healthy guy. I mean, this dude's 35. He's not a spring chicken anymore. Like, well, he's not... No, no, but, I mean, you're still... You're and, still. He's, and he's already gotten clipped, so... I, I don't know, like... Well, yeah, but Nathan Avaldi's also had two Tommy Johns, too. Right, and, I mean, and I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what his recovery time was, but he was also younger when he well, got the yeah, second that, one. Yeah, that is true. I mean, he was also younger, but, I mean, you do still have all of the world-class freaking, you know, athletic trainers and, yeah, all and the doctors, and, and you're going to the best of the best, you know what I mean, so... Well, and especially him, I mean... So this is year one of year five of his contract. He's guaranteed it's... I mean, this year it's 30 mil. Next year it's 40. Didn't he sound like a 280 or something like that? It was uh, five year, 185, five oh, 185. years. Yep. I was thinking 285, yeah. So really, still... you're going to lose him all 2023. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say all 2024. And so you'll hopefully I'd get him. at least half of 2024. If not more. I mean, it's yeah. going to be tough for him to rehab that. I mean, he still hasn't got to surgery, so. Well, no. So I guess depending on, yeah, how quickly he gets that done. I mean, the sooner the better, obviously. Right. So that way you can come back. So let's just assume, I mean, and this is just, I guess, worst case scenario, he's out all of next year as well. You'll have him when he's 37 years old for the last three years of that contract where he's he'll be making – like 130 million still yeah, and then you got to worry about him being like a scherzer and a verlander now that are going to get gassed early and well see that's i mean now but verlander won the cy young last year when what was he 40 that's true you know what I, mean? I believe he was 40 years old last year when he won it you think it might just be the fact that he's a met then that he all of a sudden sucks <laughs> it might be man that's, <laughs> that might just be what the mets do to you Hey, if you want to, you know, have a shitty career or just be part of a joke of a franchise, join the Mets. Because clearly, I mean, Justin Verlander's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to make it, you know, his first year in the, like in, on the ballot. So I think Max Scherzer might as well. But look at him now. They're not playing great. I mean. Not pitching well either. He got lit up today. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
Today he was uh, three I mean, innings, seven hits, four earned, has a ERA of 4.85. He's 40 years old this year. So he, last year when he won it, he was 39. Oh, sorry. I mean, but still, so, I mean, he could, the ground could, you know, realistically come back, be a legit pitcher again. Like I said, he'll be 37 then. But, I mean, what are the odds of that? I mean, Verlander's, I mean, you got 42-year-old Rich Hill still spinning 72-mile-per-hour curveballs up there, but. That's true. I mean. And again, you saw Nathan 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 Navaldi's out there freaking having a Cy Young candidate kind of year, you know what I mean? So, it can definitely happen. Obviously, you don't know how everybody's body is going to react and everybody's going to be different one way or another. You know what I mean? So right. It could be good. It could be detrimental to his career. You never know. You know what I mean? It's so I, think, the- I think that's why, uh, um, you know, the Grom's taking this a little more. This one's hitting him a little different just yeah. simply because of the you- fact that he's on, I think, a legit World Series contender team. And, I mean... I don't know. He's 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 done for the year now. So, I just think done for the year. Done for maybe next year. Maybe done for shit. Who knows? Who knows how that rehab goes? Yeah. Right. I mean, who knows how any of it goes? You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean the Rangers are still freaking hot, dude. I mean, standing wise, as far as in the divisions, nothing's really changed. Um, everyone's still kind of sitting in the exact same spots, kind of looking at it. I mean, the Diamondbacks are in first place, a game and a half in the NL West. They're still playing very good ball. Um, everybody else is kind of sitting the same. The Rangers are up four and a half games in the AL West right now. And their that pitching staff we were talking about without the Grom, Avaldi has a two point two ERA, and John Gray has a two point three. I mean that's a, I mean you, that's a great one too right there. What you can't ask for anything more. Yeah, it's like what these guys are pitching lights out. Nathan Avaldi in his last seven starts has a point six ERA. Dude, that, last Nathan, seven starts. Nathan Avaldi is so disgusting. I mean. Nasty Nate, they call him that for a reason, dude. Up there hucking, what was it, 9,900 mile-per-hour fastballs? Dude's chucking right now. You can't complain. I mean, and it was kind of a low-key kind of signing this offseason because yeah. they got DeGrom. They're like, hell yeah, we signed DeGrom. Oh, and by the way, yeah. we also we got, kind of got, we got Nathan Avaldi too, just in they case They just kind of threw him in there. Just in case y'all cared. Like, he's coming along as well. But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely pitching – I've said it before. I think this guy is great. I think he could. He has the potential to be a very, very good pitcher. And he's going to go down as one of those pitchers that, at least for me, is is very, very nasty and, you know, has come back and definitely uh, revived his career after, you know, not, a great, Tommy John's not a great start to his career, I guess you would say. Because, I mean, honestly, over the first the first couple of years, who was uh, Nathan Nivaldi? Right. You know what I mean? It's not a guy that you've very heard of. I mean, he kind of bounced around for a little bit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he got drafted by the Dodgers. He was on Tampa Bay, was on the Yankees, was on the Red Sox. So he's been around for sure. The Dodgers, the Marlins, Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, and now the Rangers. Like, he was around a little bit, but he was definitely there. You know what I mean? So now he's definitely, like I said, revived that career, definitely showed he could be a guy, and who knows how much longer he sticks around because – I mean, him too, he's 33 years old, had his two Tommy Johns, you know what I mean? So. Well, he signed and he signed a two-year $34 million contract, which is about 17 per year. That right now looks like a steal. Oh, yeah. That no, looks like an absolute like steal. steal. You're about to win. You're about to get a Cy would, Young pitcher yeah, for 17 million. I mean, <laughs> realistically, he, he could be a Cy Young winner this year. I mean, Shane McClanahan might have something to say over there in Tampa Bay, but. 
Realistically. Hey, the fact that you got a guy that's going to compete for it. Absolutely. Fuck, that's more than Well, enough. and like you said, John Gray's ERA was what? 2.3-something. 2.3. I mean, that's yeah. another stud right there. I mean, so. And same same for him. I mean, how much did you guys, how much did we pick up John Gray for last year? You know what I mean? He's 31 years old. Pitcher there. I'm trying to see here. John Gray, wasn't he already on the team last year? No, they got picked up this year too, was he? I believe. Yeah, I believe so. Because wasn't he a Rockies? He was, but I'm pretty sure. He, uh, oh, he was on the team last year. Yeah, but he was on the Rockies before that. He got traded, I think, like at the deadline. From 15 or something. to 21, was on the Rockies. 22 got signed by the Rangers, and now he's uh, 12 games in, one CG, 19 earned runs. He's six and two with the 2.32 ERA. Yeah, he's on the four-year deal. Does he? Oh no. Yeah, he is on a four-year deal, making about fourteen million a year. I mean, that's another. I mean, if he's going to pitch like this all year, why not? Another guy that you picked up on a steal. That Absolutely. That's uh, well, doing what you're. I mean, your hope more than probably what you were hoping he would do. Right, and I mean, it does. It doesn't help when you have a guy who's gotten a hit and. I believe the streak ended though. Marcus Simeon was on like a twenty-five game hitting oh, streak. Did it end? I think it ended oh. last night. Um, but I mean, still, you got a guy in him batting 300. Adolis Garcia has 15 home runs. I mean, I, we, everybody was keeping up with that hit streak too. Just, I mean, you get you get past freaking 20, and you're like, holy shit, dude gets to 25, and you're like, whoa, this guy is good. And then all of a sudden, everybody starts comparing him to Joe DiMaggio's 50 yeah. game hit streak, and you're like, whoa, like chill. Yeah, like, that's that's like, a little let, crazy. Let the guy just keep hitting. Like, why do you got to bring this stuff up? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, just let him keep doing his thing. You never know what'll happen. But I mean, the Rangers, man, they 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 look like a very complete team. We talk about it every week. These guys just don't seem to be slowing down. Corey Seager was the play, AL Player of the Week this week. I mean, he was batting. He's batting right now, three thirty six. I mean, I just I just don't see how this team collapses as of now. Anyways, I mean, they're playing really good ball. Yeah, no, they definitely are, and I mean. Kind of sticking, I guess, with the uh, injury bug there. I mean, we saw the news on uh, uh, Steven Strasburg. Huh? That one's crazy to me, man. Like, that one, I mean, when you're when the club comes out and says that Steven Strasburg might be done forever, forever, not, so not the year, yeah, not just the year, but maybe forever. Uh, that's that's got to be pretty concerning to you. Something I would must imagine. be very wrong. He must be numb in the fingers. He must be not being able to lift his arm. Like something has to be very wrong because. Well, because what they diagnosed it as severe nerve damage or something like that. Yeah, something in the elbow, I believe. But, I mean, Steven Strasburg has been an injury bug since, honestly, since they won that World Series. Well, well even since before even that. Even before that, yeah, Even right. since before that. That was probably the one year where he actually had, like, a, you know, a somewhat of a long season. Yeah. You know He had I mean? a stretch from 2012 to... 2019 where he averaged 20 25 you know health he got a little more length out of those years but i mean as of since 2019 since they won that world series he's made a combined eight starts wow yeah holy eight starts in three years and not to mention after they won the world series in 2019 they gave him that big contract that everybody was very confused about um let me see what it is real quick. I had Jacob DeGrom's pulled up. Let's see. Right here. Oh, right here. Seven year, 245 million. Yep. 
245 million guaranteed. He's owed 35 oh million God. this year. Oh my God. And he God. still owed 105 from 2024 to 2026. Oh my God. Talk so, about bad contracts, huh? I mean, this realistically could go down as one of the worst contracts in sports history, but not it's a little different than like a Pujols because Pujols at least yeah at least played at least played they just, he at least they, went out there they decided not to play him because of how bad he was but you know what I mean that's a different story he was he was available he was there he just you know what I mean this guy is just not available no I mean since 2018 it's been right shoulder inflammation his hand his neck his ribs his elbow cervical nerve impingement i mean the list is on it's the same kind of thing as a jacob de grom here where they I mean they just can't have a healthy career and i mean it's it's unfortunate because we saw in 2019 when the nats won the world series he was the world series mvp so i mean the dude was a legit team or a legit guy for them it's not like he was just a guy in the bullpen or a guy well, in the rotation the dude won the didn't he win the World Series MVP. Yeah, right? he did. He yeah. won the World Series MVP. I mean, he definitely showed again. Another one of those guys that could be that guy, but unfortunately. <clears throat> and, and um, I mean, nobody. His debut when he made his debut in 2010, he was one. He was a very anticipated prospect. I remember he was a very, you know, everybody knew who Steven Strasburg oh, was coming well, up. Yeah. And then his debut, he struck out. I believe it was 14. On so that really got. Let's see, Steven. Strasburg's debut, yeah, I believe it was a six or a fourteen strikeout game. Mm. Let's see here, yeah, can't find it, but it's something crazy. But it's 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 really shitty. Yeah, it sucks to see these guys kind of have a kind of go through things like that. You know what I mean? Especially him, man. I mean, he's he's still young, I believe. Well, he's like 30-something now, too. 34? Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's up there, too. You know what I mean? But, I mean, still, man. It's, yeah, 14 strikeouts it was against the Pirates. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, it's shitty. I mean, especially when you've been battling for something like this for so long. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, at he, this point, kind of like, he's probably like, yeah, fuck it. I've well, been I mean, battling injuries the last four years. So, of my like, did that? Career, like, I don't know. So he got that contract when was it in twenty? Got it in tw- well, twenty nineteen, the year after they won it, right? Yeah, so twenty twenty maybe. Right after oh, that yeah, World this, Series, I was like, "What the hell?" I'm looking at John Gray. I'm like, "That's definitely not a Steven Strasburg contract." Does that make his? Well, no. If it was after the World Series, it doesn't. You can't say that, oh, well, at least it was worth it. We got a ring out of it. Because if the contract came after the fact, yeah, it came in 2020. 2020, seven-year contract, right? Seven-year, 245 mil. So that puts him into 2027. So you still have four years of that contract. And it's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, you got to imagine that as an organization, you're kind of sh- you're kind of in the shithole for the next couple of years. You know what I mean? So realistically, yeah, it's only, I mean, if this is really what they're saying, a career-ending injury, I mean, and he's done. He made eight starts in that seven years. <laughs> that's bad. That's not <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, that's that's not good at all. Maybe this is one of those Bobby Bonilla contracts where you uh, tell him you pay him out a couple mil for the next 20 years, for of, the next 30 of, years. His, of his life. 
Hey, we'll pay you until your kid graduates high school. Then they make a day out of it like the Mets do yeah. with Bobby Bonilla Day. You know what I mean? How embarrassing. <laughs> what a, a sorry-ass organization the Mets are. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's shitty, man. Shitty for Steven Strasburg. Hopefully it's not the end. Hopefully he's able to fix something and kind of get back to, uh, you know, the guy everybody was hoping he would be or continue, can continue to be, but... Only time will tell. Right. Only time will tell, man. Sticking with the injury bug, Aaron Judge, stub toe, or whatever they want to call it. It's broken. That thing's fractured. There's no way f- that he's going on the IL for just stubbing his toe. I mean, Aaron Boone, in his interview when he was talking about it, he had to correct himself by saying, I don't remember his exact quote, but he's like, oh, we'll reevaluate him in the in the upcoming weeks, and then quickly said, I mean, days. Like, that's like it's not just some fucking little stub toe he's got a no like i think his toe is broken so i think in all fairness the dodgers need to lend us mookie bets oh until uh, Aaron oh, Judge. Oh, oh. simply because the dog what are they doing just having blocks of cement on the field for <laughs> blocks of cement well that's what he ran into he ran into a block of cement that was under the gate so <laughs> so because of that they, we get mookie bets, you guys get mookie bets until Aaron judge can return <laughs> That's bullshit. Dodger Stadium, I mean, I understand. Maybe the, fact, maybe the fact that it's 100 years old has something to do with well, it. Well, they should still I mean? put padding where players are probably going to. I mean, I understand it's Aaron Judge, but. The dude literally broke their fence. He out. broke it. A fence <laughs> that, I guess, never has been remotely touched or anything like that. Ran into it, broke it. They have to, like, reinforce it with, you know, a bunch of things. But, yeah. He made an incredible catch out in right field, ran into the fence, and as he ran into the fence, he, sh- I mean, stubbed his toe essentially. But I'm pretty sure that thing's broken now. I mean, what does what does this do for that Yank to that Yankees team? Oh, that hurts. Because, I mean, realistically, I don't know what it is, but if Aaron Judge isn't playing, it's almost as if the Yankees don't know how to play baseball. <laughs> That's like, really what it is. It's like he is the Yankees. It's literally when they say most valuable player. If Aaron Judge is not on the Yankees, that team does not play. That team does not perform how it performs when he plays. They all of a sudden become the they Mets. All, yeah, they become the Mets. They become the Bad News Bears. I don't know what you want to call it, but the Yankees go very, very cold. I mean, they lost two of three. or I mean, the third game is currently going on right now between them and the White Sox, but they've lost two of the three to, the, to Chicago. And, I mean, as we've seen, the White Sox are not a good team, but – Aaron Judge isn't in the lineup, and, I mean, it shows. I mean, it really does show the difference between when he's in and when he's not in. Now you're relying on guys like Willie Calhoun, and, I mean, Stanton just got back from the IL, but. Yeah, it's just a matter until someone touches him and he's back on the IL Yeah, it's just a matter before the wind blows a different direction and he's hurt. Because that's all it takes for him, apparently. He wakes up on the right side of the bed, his oblique's done. He opens the door with his left hand. His fingers are broken. <laughs> oh, they just beat the White Sox. I just got the notification. But, yeah, man, it sucks. It hurts. The Yankees were playing really good ball. They took two or three from the Dodgers. They had swept the Mariners, I I think. Um, they were playing good ball. And then that injury, man, it hurts. The Capitan goes down. The man. captain goes down. And, yeah, the Yankees just turned into a triple-A team, I guess. Oh, man. So that hurts. It hurts. They said it's, I mean... He's on the 10-day. We'll see about that. I doubt it's 10-day. I mean, Jess Chisholm, I think, had a similar injury, and he's still not back. So, I mean, he's been out for a while now. Didn't he have, like, turf toe or something like that? They said it was something like that, but I'm pretty sure they said it was something with the nerves in his 
in his toe, and that's why he wasn't, you know, coming back as quick as they thought they were yeah, he would. But I mean, whatever it is, I mean, we saw it last year. Aaron Judge was that offense, and I mean, that's the only reason they were still a playoff contender last year was because. I mean, Aaron Judge carried out. He had 62 home runs. And he was on track to have the exact track. same year. He was the player of the month. Yeah, it was the player and of the month. And he missed the first, like, week and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean. Well, like we said last time, right, with all that time missed, he was still on track to have pretty much the exact same year that he had last year, which and, is nuts. I mean, to have a player repeat what he did, I mean, because last year's, last year's season for Aaron Judge was, you know, something was unbelievable see, to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was unbelievable to see him, month, to see that he was doing it again. Like in the month of May, he played in twenty-one games, had a three forty-two average. He had five doubles, twelve home runs, twenty walks, with an OPS of one point three five. I mean, the dude was as hot as they come, and he. I mean, yeah, this injury is going to hurt the Yankees, whether they want to believe it or not. We've seen it before. I mean, when he goes down, the team just doesn't perform. So now you have to rely on guys like Rizzo and Lemayhew and Torres to kind of keep him afloat while he comes back. Yeah, and I mean, Rizzo is a... Uh, he's a very uh, streaky player. Yeah, he's he can, I, he can get hot and he can get going, but a lot of times he's uh, he's in the other side of the streak where he's just, you know, an average kind of player. Right, mm. and so I mean, that, I mean that, that's how most of this lineup is constructed. They really rely on the power of Judge to really, you know, step up and be... I mean, he's leading literally the entire team in every offensive category. Batting average, runs, home runs, RBIs. I mean, Volpe has the stolen base. But, I mean, if he's leading you in every statistical category. And, that, and that's only probably because the Yankees don't let him steal bases just yeah, so maybe, he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's batting 291. Rizzo's batting 278. Torres is batting 248. Anthony Volpe, 188. Harrison Bader on the DL again, or IL again, 267. Harrison Bader's on the IL again? What yep. happened to him? I don't know. I don't know. Something oh. stupid, I'm assuming. They need to get Harrison Bader back at St. Louis. No, he are you kidding me? What the fuck is he gonna go do over there? Maybe help the team win some ball games. Yeah, right. Uh, Hamstring tightness. In that in that packed outfield that they already have. Yeah, they that need... they don't that they don't know what to do with. They keep throwing guys in there left and right. Let's see how you do out here today. What about you? Can we make you an outfielder? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, somebody somebody has to perform eventually, right? Well, and that's the fucking problem. Is they got too many guys out there, and they don't know. They're not giving anyone a real fucking shot in St. Louis. Yeah, they they should just be sellers at the deadline, honestly. Who you sell though? I don't know. I mean, I don't know any of their contracts. I mean, you go get some of the guys. Some of the you get rid of some of the younger guys. I would imagine. You know what I mean? If someone wants a Burleson, or if someone maybe even a Dylan Carlson, I guess you can get rid of. What about Nolan Gorman? You get something sweet for him. Well, yeah, you can get something sweet for him, but I don't want to give him up. That's one of the guys I'd like to keep around. Jordan Walker, fuck it. Oh fuck! I mean, hell, you're pretty much ruining that guy's fucking confidence, anyways. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That whole, whole organization, who knows what the hell they're doing right now. They had that nice little streak going for a little bit. For like a where, week. Yeah, for like a week and a half where they were actually winning a couple of ball games. Everybody thought Paul DeYoung was the next great thing again, and then all of a sudden he's fucking one for 50 and can't seem to hit a baseball. And I'm like, oh, weird. Like, we haven't seen this fucking story before. Yep, they, uh, as it sits now, they are 26 and 37. Aren't they like last place in the freaking, in the whole National League? Probably. 
God, that's so is bad. bad. Nolan Arenado is probably not going to win a gold glove or platinum glove for the first time in his career. I that's, mean, that's how crazy it is. I mean, I, I mean, why wouldn't you be sellers? As of right now, you're not making the playoffs. You're not even close. Well, to you have the to be a fucking seller. I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, so why not try to just boost up that farm system? Well, not even the farm system. I mean, you have got to go out and try to change something. Because I mean, as it sits now, I mean, they're not gonna win the division, and they're currently. They're only three, eight games out four, of the league. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Again, ten. you're in the National League Central. You're eight games out of first place. And ten games out of the wild card, the third wild card spot. Yeah, but if you win the division, who gives a fuck about a wild card? But you're not going to win the division. Why not? You're, you're not eight games win. out of first place. It's not like you're a century and a half away. I guess you haven't seen what's been going on in Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, they're still only three games ahead of the Cardinals right now. Call it what you want. They're calling up all their big dogs, and they're, they're performing. Matt McClain, stud. I think he's playing second base for them right now, but he's a 23-year-old shortstop from UCLA. Was a 17th overall pick. Has played in uh, 22 games and is batting 354. Jesus. So, I mean, they just called up their, um, I believe it was their top pitching prospect um, on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Uh, Joe, Joe Adele going big fly. We're watching the Cubs-Angels game right now going live, and Joe Adele just hit a massive home run. I don't know how he got called up, first of all, but hey, shout out to him for dude, getting called dude up. Dude was leading AAA with like 30 home runs. How would you not call him up? Well, again, he's that he's that, he's that that 4A player, you know yeah. what I mean? You need, that, you need that other league for him because he's been called up before and hasn't really been able to produce, but Jesus Christ, he got all of that one. Yep. 91 up in the zone. Yeah, we'll see you. Turned on it real nice. Andrew Abbott, I believe that's Cincinnati's top pitching prospect. He got called up on uh, the 5th. What was the 5th? Yeah, Monday. And he threw six innings of scoreless baseball. One hit the first place Milwaukee Brewers with six strikeouts. Got me 24 fantasy points. Well, yeah, but the Cardinals are starting to kind of do that. I think maybe they're starting to kind of see that everybody else that is, that, that count with ball games is letting these prospects come up and starting to do the same thing because they finally called called up Matt Liber, Liberator and Jordan Walker um, again. Jordan Walker got called up again. The only they still have Luke and or Luke, what is it? Luke uh can't think of his freaking name. I mean, yeah, if, Another if you have guys that are that you are I mean, and again, don't just be bringing up random ass guys from AAA ball or AA. Yeah. But if you have guys that are performing out there, why would you not why would you not bring him up? Yeah, Luke. I can't think of his name. Luke. Luke and Baker. Yeah, there's the guy. Luke and Baker. Um, Burleson is still doing okay. Paul DeYoung, I think, needs to get freaking DFA'd, and they need to finally let him go. Because um, Alec Burleson's been doing all right still. I mean, and Jack Flaherty over the last couple of starts has actually been doing pretty good. You know what I mean? Over his last five starts, I believe we were talking about. Um, let me see if I can find this real quick. He's had a really good. Well, run. yesterday against Texas, he, I don't know what his final line was, but he won one to zero. Yeah, he won a one at the ball game. I think he went like seven innings, had like nine Ks or something like that. Over oh. his last five starts, thirty innings pitched, one point five ERA, nine point nine K per nine, six point nine hit per nine. So he's been really good. But going back to that, uh, one nothing win yesterday. God, there was a video circulating Twitter where these guys just won a one at the ball game against the Texas Rangers, right? Probably the best, the best team in the majors right now. 
And these guys look like, fuck it, like, these guys just look defeated still. Like, they lost, like, a 20 to nothing game. Like, oh, I did see that. It's like, it's like what what's going on here? They're standing in line, and they're like, oh, shit, like, yeah, we won a game, but holy fuck, like, this is just dragging, I guess. Like, I don't, uh, there's something wrong over there. They're, yeah, not, they they're not happy they're winning games. They're losing every other game. Okay, I mean, they got to get rid of their manager, switch it up. Do something different because obviously, because like you said, they play in the National League Central, so they're not out of it. No matter how many games they go, that's that's what I'm saying. So I mean, as far as being sellers, I don't know why you would go and just sell everyone. I think you go and trade some pieces. I mean, there's talks that Shane Bieber is on the trade deadline. Maybe you go pick someone up like him. You know what I mean? Go I mean, figure out what you can do there. Maybe you go. Maybe you call up a. Uh, Mason Wynn that has also been lighting up the trip the minor leagues right now. You get rid of Paul DeYoung. We'll see you later. Let's let this young kid and Mason Wynn come try to bring some energy to the ball club. You know what I mean? And then you just kind of hope for the worst there because um, who else is it? Uh, Jordan Hicks. Is it Jordan Hicks that's also been throwing very good out of the bullpen? Like you have a couple I of mean, uh, you have a couple of bright spots in there. If you throw 105, you should be able to throw pretty good out of the bullpen. Well, yeah, you would think so, but Ryan Hesley can't seem to figure that out. I don't know, man. I just think – I don't think they finished last, but I also don't think they win this division. If they don't win the division, I don't think they'll get a wild card spot. No, if they don't win the division, they're not getting a wild card spot for sure. I just think right now if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, it's a very exciting time. If you don't have a team to root for, I mean, the Reds I think might be a team you want to root for. They have some very, very exciting players over there. I mean, for the longest time, I mean, they had Joey Votto, who realistically was nothing for them. I mean, Joey Votto was Joey Votto. So, I mean, he was the only guy that they had, and now they have this Ellie De La Cruz, and they have, uh, uh, who did I just tell you, McKinney, uh, what the hell was his name? So many names get kind of mixed up in my head. Matt McClain, not McKinney. We were watching. Anyways, Matt McClain, I mean, they have all these guys that all of a sudden they just kind of bring Jonathan India. I mean, he's probably their veteran leader, I guess, per se, you can yeah, say. Yeah, but Jonathan India probably gets traded or something because, again, that's a second baseman, and you just brought up your two shortstops. No. Where the hell is India going to play? He's going to go to the outfield? Well, I mean, that's that's where they're in a tough spot. I mean, when have you ever heard of the Cincinnati Reds having too many players for their own good? Well, so it's honestly a good problem to have. But I mean, you don't switch these guys. Jonathan India, I want to say, is probably their leader. Kind. I mean, I know, understand he's still young, but I mean, he's batting two eighty, has thirty one RBIs, twelve bags, six home runs. I mean, he's not a bad player. So it's not like you can just be like, oh, well, he's not really performing. So we're gonna give Ellie De La Cruz a shot. I well, mean, I mean, he's the guy that's kind of been, you know, that light in that organization for the last couple of years. Right, and that's what I'm saying. And now that they brought up Ellie De La Cruz, well, you can't have two shortstops play shortstop. I mean, someone's gonna have to move around somewhere. So, but I mean, again, the Cincinnati Reds are having a problem that I feel like a lot of teams would rather have than having too many players that one are performing and two, you know, are worth keeping up in the big leagues. So it'll be interesting. Ellie De La Cruz, he made his debut a couple days ago. Um, already hit a bomb, has hit a triple. Did you see that the kids who caught his home run ball? 
Yeah, like the whole the the all the friends. And yeah, he got. he didn't. I don't think he like wanted money or anything. He's just like, oh, I just want a picture with all my boys and each one of them to get a signed ball. Which, I mean, I'm sure is gonna be worth something that signed ball. Oh, shit, I would ask for more. Give me Hell a sign. Yeah. Give me a signed ball. Let me take that jersey you're wearing. You know <laughs> what, what size I mean? hat is that? <laughs> You get in there. What else? You start, what else you got in the locker room? You start measuring shoes. Nah, those are a little big, but I think I'll grow. That's all right. I can fit into them. I'll put three socks on that day. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it was really cool to see, man. The dudes, dudes electric. Ali De La Cruz, I think, is going to be a legit problem. You know, once he, I mean, he is. I mean, well, I think right now, now but I mean, he's already killing it in the three games he's played. You know what I mean? He's right. definitely showed it. But I mean, he's a. Uh, he's only twenty-one years old. But he's 6'5", six, 6'5", five. Six, five, runs like a deer, has power. I mean, the dude's, I mean, if he stays healthy and, you know, he puts on some good weight, the dude might be legit. He has a veteran guy in freaking Joey Votto over there in the clubhouse. And, we, I mean, Joey Votto in his prime was a legit guy, a legit first baseman. Joey so. Votto's still pretty legit, I think. I mean, obviously, I think I think it wears it wears on you when you play for an organization your whole career that doesn't win. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have a couple years in there where you have some good runs. You know what I mean? But those are, uh, you know, a couple years out of a whole career. So it's going to wear on you, especially having these long seasons where you're just losing and losing and losing. And it's it's got to be well, tough. 16, I mean, he's been in the big league 16 years now. He's an MVP. He's a six-time All-Star. I mean, realistically, Joey Votto will, I believe, go down as a Hall of Famer. I think so, too. Not he, first ballot, unfortunately. No, he but. has a two, 297 career batting average, but we're talking about 16 years worth of work here where, I mean, almost every year this dude would average 130, 140 games. So, he, for the most part, this dude was healthy his entire career until, I mean, up re- until recently he started to get a little, you know, injury but that goes with just playing for a team that doesn't really have anything to play for i mean i feel like most of these reds players would go into um spring training knowing like yep yeah, let's just get through the year kind of thing like we're not i mean it maybe you know it's hard well, to say that and i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't it's say that say much that. i mean i think they go in there kind of hoping you know what i mean like like yeah let's go get it let's go after it like let's you know what i mean let's well, let's course. try to win this but i think very very early in the year you're kind of like yeah, it's not yeah, our year. Yeah, this isn't going to happen this year. Like, we ain't got nothing this year, you know what I mean? Because it shows. It shows very early, you know, what kind of team you can be and what kind of team you can't be. And like I said, for a lot of those for those guys, like a Joey Votto that spent his whole career in Cincinnati, you know what I mean? I bet within the first month of the season, he's probably like, yep, this looks just like Every last other year. year. Yep. This looks just like this year, you know what I mean? So that time, I don't know. I just think it's exciting times there in Cincinnati, at least since for the last few years. I mean, they've had really nothing to root for. So I think right now, maybe not, I'm not saying this is their year to win it all, but I think Cincinnati is going to be a very legit team in the next, shoot, two years, maybe even next year. Yeah, they got They go out this offseason, get a couple guys. Maybe they trade for Shane Bieber. Who knows? I mean, Cincinnati could be, I think, a scary team. They got... Um, what's his name? Edwin Diaz's brother. Oh, Ale- is it Alexis? Alexis or Alexi? Yeah. As a closer, he's got like twenty saves already, or something That's like that, saying. doesn't he? He's a legit like bullpen arm. He's a legit closer. So, I mean, they're four. They're five games out of first place, and you know, again, a week, a week uh, NL Central division there. So, 
he definitely can make some runs and he definitely can do some things there. Yeah, Alexis Diaz right now. He's got do, 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 he's got 14 saves. Mm -hmm. 14 yeah. saves, 46 strikeouts, a 1.4 ERA, 24 innings, giving up nine hits, four runs. Like, dude's good, obviously. Yeah, I saw. That's what I'm saying, man. Ellie De La Cruz, he, I mean, and he did it against the Dodgers, who are, you know, no joke of a team. So I think, I just think it's exciting times for them. Definitely something to keep an eye out for. Maybe another uh, developing kind of Oriole story, you know what I mean? You draft these guys, you develop them through your system, and now you're kind of starting to see uh, things come out. to fruition. And hopefully it can carry on and kind of give you a couple of good years where you where you make some runs. You know? I was watching MLB Network, and they were talking about signing all these guys already, doing kind of what the Braves did with, I mean, shit. I with mean, Acuna, with Michael Harris. With all these guys, you know what I mean. Right. You sign them early, you sign them for Kinda a little get bit cheaper. Little, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, lock I mean, them up if, for a I couple of years. I don't think that'd be a terrible idea at all. I mean, if they're legit, I mean, if they run their team like the Oakland A's do, then yeah, they're not going to sign any of these guys. But I well, don't think yeah, they're going to. They're going to. I don't think any owner of a team is that what likes to be humiliated like John Fisher of the Oakland A's does. I was about to say, except for him, probably. Yeah, he obviously doesn't give a shit about being. Probably statistically the worst baseball team in baseball history. So, if that doesn't bother you, then fuck it. But yeah, that's very true. What do you do, right? But yeah, I mean, there's a that's a fun, uh, fun, fun teams to watch there. Like I said, I'm hoping the Cardinals still do something. If they go out and get a Shane Bieber, I ain't counting them out. You get someone to bolster your rotation there, and you know, shed some light to a struggling team that's in a weak division right now. You never know what'll happen. Paul DeYoung definitely needs to go. I'll stick with that for the rest of my life, you know. And they just need to find some fucking energy over there. Need to figure something out. Somebody uh, needs to come in there and fucking cuss them out or something. Maybe like a new manager. Maybe like a new manager, exactly. You know that. what I mean? Hey, I got one for you, though. I know one that you'll be very happy about. Alec Manoa getting sent down a rookie A-ball. That I said, I've been saying it. <laughs> I've been saying, Alec Manoa, that piece of shit, fuck him. He deserves whatever he gets. He's been arguably one of the worst pitchers in baseball, and it shows. He got sent down not to AAA, not AA. Not, he got sent down to rookie camp, essentially. To the complex the league? The complex league. Florida? Just some bullshit. Just, How did you get sent down all the way down there? Let me just throw out a couple numbers from you. Since calling Garrett Cole a cheater... He is one in seven. His he's won one game, lost seven. He has a six point three six ERA. Has allowed eleven home runs and has stricken out forty eight guys. In that time frame, Garrett Cole being the captain, not phased by anything. I guess not captain, but being the I guess the pitching captain of that team. Yeah. Seven and no, seventy nine or seventy nine innings pitched, a two point eight ERA, eighty four strikeouts. And only eight home runs allowed. Alec Manoa, you piece of shit. I hope you stay down there all season. You deserve it. Maybe lose some weight. I don't know what, what it is. Maybe learn how to pitch without spider tack. But if I was uh, the manager of the, of the Blue Jays, I'd tell him, hey, you're not coming back until you drop at least 25 pounds and learn how to pitch without spider tack. Because, I mean, his biggest thing was being able to throw fastball slider. He was a big fastball slider guy. Can't locate either of them, and that's why he's getting shelled. Coincidence? I don't think so. 
is the time clock really that big of a thing for him? Like, he's the only pitcher in Major League Baseball that couldn't adjust to that? Well, remember when we talked about early on about how they were saying Lance Lynn and how it would affect him because he's, he's overweight and all this? So maybe it's actually affecting Manila. Well, maybe. I mean, regardless, cool. I'm all in for it. I hope he fucking struggles for the rest of his career. Because I hate just, Alec Manoa. Just because it called Garrett Gola. Yeah, <laughs> well, not even that. Alec Manoa is so, I mean, and I get it. I'm all for pitchers being, you know, amped up and, you know, I'm going to strike a guy I strike a guy out and show him up kind of thing. I'm all in for that. But you can't do that and be a shit pitcher. That There's that quote where um, when he first started struggling this year, they asked him if he felt the pressure, and he said something like, oh, pressure is something you put in your tires. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, nah, pressure is something that you obviously can't handle. Yeah. They give you the opening day role. I mean, you were essentially kind of the ace of that well, team. Well, the dude was an all-star last year. Yeah, I mean, he they, he was mic'd up for the all-star game. Uh, he's just so cocky, and he's he's he had one good year. How does how does this affect uh, his uh, part-time role with MLB Central? As I haven't a, seen him on. As, as I don't. I mean, I don't watch MLB Central every day. I mean, I try to because it's on in the mornings before I got to get going. But yeah, he. When I remember when they first brought him on, like right like, at, right at the beginning of the yeah. season, they were like, "Oh, he's going to be on from time to time as like Just a when he can, like an in-game analyst, analyst yeah. kind of thing or something like that." Well, I wonder. I wonder will they be doing that from uh, his complex league down in Florida? <laughs> Hey, so uh, how's the uh, new rules looking like down there? The ones that they try out there. How's the uh, autom- How's the automatic strike? The robot the, strike the zone. Being able to challenge strikes and balls. Yeah. You you get a hold of that yet, or are you still you still <coughs> struggling on on challenging the strike calls? Or what about the LBs? How are those looking? Are those down by any chance? <laughs> yeah, fuck him. He's been in the league three years. He thinks he's some kind of like vet who's established himself as a legit guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was a Cy Young candidate he didn't win it he was like he got some Cy Young votes but yeah option down to triple a or to that complex league um he had a start against the astros he where he got an out and uh he got seven hits six runs walked a guy so he didn't he didn't get out of the inning he allowed he got one out yeah yeah he got one out (laughs) literally one out he got pulled. His season ERA went up to 6.3. Oh, God. Good. I'm glad. Because that Toronto's Blue Jays team is one of the most cockiest team for no reason. For zero reason. Vladimir Guerrero, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a stud player, and he backs up his shit talking. But for no reason, that team hasn't won anything. I mean, Boba shit is leading the league in hits, I believe. Well, and he's he? one of the least cockiest players. That's true. He's the one guy that doesn't He kind of t- keeps himself. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw a stat today. Vladimir Guerrero hasn't hit a home run at Rogers Center in Toronto. At all this year? At all. Wow. So, yeah, I'm happy. Fuck Alec Manoa. I hope he stays down there. hope he can't lose the weight. <laughs> can't hope he can't learn how to throw a slider without having substance on them. Um, I saw this. I mean, this is probably a fake quote. I, I mean, it's hilarious, though. The guy, so that start, him, his last MLB start, Alec Manoa gave up a grand slam to uh, Corey Jukels. He's just some random guy on the Astros. Yeah, obviously. And it's, this isn't real. I don't think this quote's real. But it said, pressure is something you put in your tires. And he responded with, but everyone who rides the bus in the minors has tires or has pressure in their tires or something like that. Yeah. Just referring to the bus league. <laughs> so I'm all for it. Fuck him. 
I hope he's down there forever. Oh, man, that's too funny. Keep worrying about the Yankees and how Garrett Cole uses spider attack. How about you learn how to pitch without it, buddy? How about you worry about your your weight before you worry about Garrett Cole? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's quality there. But a lot I, of hatred there. Yeah, man. I hate him. Hate him. <laughs> Wouldn't care to see him in the big leagues ever again. <laughs> a lot of hatred there. He um, yeah. I I mean, I don't think they sent him all the way to that complex league for a reason. I mean, I think that that was on purpose. I feel like they sent him down there. Well, simply. maybe maybe they have like one of their pitchers, pitching coaches down well, there that, or something. Or... That and I feel like it's just a slower pace, like. I mean, you see in the big leagues, you're you're on every five days. You you're yeah. throwing bullpens, you're throwing your throwing program, and even in AAA, guys have their set thing. I think they sent him all the way down just to kind of slow him down, just to kind of. Oh, and maybe they sent him down there just to get some solid workouts in. Yeah, like you're saying that too. You know what I mean? And maybe. like a, like again, I I don't think. I mean, it says he's two eighty five. He's six six two eighty five, but I really don't believe that the. It doesn't look like a good 285. No, it's not a good 285, but not even that. I don't think the time clock really affects, like, I mean, it might be. That really might be the issue, but unless he comes out and says it, I don't think the time clock is why he's struggling so bad. Well, and he and he might not think it's the issue, but, you know Well, true, I mean, I mean. He might be one of those guys where, no, it's not a problem, but really that's what the problem right. is. Right. Is you got sped up, you're a little out of shape, and. You can't, yeah. And now it's it's kind of affecting your game. But you know then again, I mean? like, wouldn't that be a problem maybe for, like, the third, fourth inning? He's not getting out of the first couple innings. Well, I mean, yeah, but after a couple starts where you're kind of shaky, you know what I mean? It's going to start to get your to Your legs you are still kind of heavy, get kind well, of heavy not even quicker. That, but it's just going to start to get to your head. You know what I mean? Oh, true, yeah. You get you go out there for four or five starts where you can't figure it out. You know what I mean? You're getting hit around, and, you know, after a while, you're just kind of like, shit, can I do this? Like, fuck, what do I got to do? You know what I mean? And maybe right now he's at that point where it's just more in his head than it is anything else. I mean, his last three games before he got sent down, he had thrown three innings, four innings, and an out. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It maybe just got to his head now, and he's like, "Shit, I don't know what else to do." So I think I don't. I think that I think a problem for him was the pressure was too much for him. I mean, he's only 25. He's only been in the league for three years. But I think since he was already labeled the ace of that team, he was given the opening day start. He was mic'd up at the All Star game. Yeah, I do think the cockiness. I think cockiness the, I think got he to got. Him. I think he got too. Ahead of himself. His head got a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's part of it. I mean, the weight might be a thing. I really do think he was used to using some kind of substance because all of a sudden he can't throw a slider in the strike zone. And last year he painted all the corners with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot of things that go into this. But regardless, happy for the Blue Jays. Happy for everybody. Fuck him. I mean, (laughs) I'm pumped. I saw that and I was excited. I was ecstatic. Oh, that is too funny. That is too funny. Another pitcher, too. They got DFA, Zach Plesek. Yeah. A lot of guys, man. Like I said, a lot of individual news this week. Zach Plesek getting DFA'd. I mean, he had a little bit of hype behind him, too. Well, and he was good for a little while, wasn't he? There was a couple seasons where he, like, was a legit, I think, like, bullpen guy for them. Well, he came out as a starter for a little bit, too. You know what I mean? And... Kind of showed that he was. I mean, he wasn't like super amazing right, or anything no. like that. But he was no ace, but he was like a good two or three guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. He definitely showed that he had some stuff and he yeah, could his, definitely compete. And his 2019 season, he uh, 21 games was eight and six with the three eight ERA, and then in that COVID year 2020, he had a 2.2 ERA in nine games. So, 
I mean, yeah, he wasn't the guy, but yeah, as of late, he struggled big time. I mean, last year he played in uh, only five games. I think he got hurt, but. Yeah, he spent a lot of time last year on the injury list, things like that. But he got DFA'd, man, so maybe that's a guy the Cardinals take a shot on too. You know what I mean? Why not? What, At this point, what does it hurt? What, yeah, exactly. What do they have to lose? Yeah, you go get a guy for darn near nothing, play him the league minimum, and maybe something. He he revives his career. You get him for the cheap. You know what I mean? Right. You don't like to spend money, so we all know that much. You go get him for darn near nothing, and maybe he comes back and – you have something there that can happen for him, you know. But another right. guy there, Zach, please, Zach, no harm for him. Hopefully he can figure it out and kind of come back there. Did you uh, see this whole drama between the Mets, Pete Alonzo, and the Braves? Fans? Fans and even their uh, – Was it some of the players? Some too? of the players, oh, yeah. Really? I saw that Pete Alonzo made some kind of comment that they need to stop, like, harassing him or something like that. Yeah, so what happened was he hit a nuke, absolute tank, uh, last night's game. <laughs> Excuse me. He hit a tank, and there was a hot mic in the in their dugout, and he was telling the relief pitcher at the time. I can't think of who his name, what his name was, but he was telling them, "Throw it again, throw it again, please throw it again." Oh yeah, I saw that. And so, at the time, the Mets were up, I believe, like four runs, and the Braves ended up coming back and winning that game. And the bullpen from the Braves side was chirping back. Throw it again, like mocking yeah. him kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And then Pete Alonso got all defensive and warned he essentially warned the Braves and their fans, like, you guys don't know my temper. Like you guys don't know who I am when I, once I get like mad. This was his quote right here. I'm a big strong guy. They don't they don't know like my temper. They don't know what I could do. I mean, if I wanted to put someone in the hospital, I easily could. I'm a big strong guy. Damn. Like, who, who are you mocking there? Them, them some strong words there, Petey. They're You're going to put them in the hospital because they mocked you back? Yeah, you going to talk shit but not be able to take it. Like, that's you... just that's just as soft as they come, man. And that's I mean, just going back to the Mets being a terrible organization, man. I feel like Pete, Pete Alonso is one of the guys that gets in his feels real quick. You know well, I mean? and that, he's, but he's, he's also one of those guys that he can talk all the shit in the world, but the minute you say something about him, he's, he's one, all offensive. He's one of those guys we hate. Exactly. He's one of those guys you don't want to bring around. Yeah. You don't want him on your team. Exactly. Because he's going to be the guy that starts shit. And then as soon as... Well, he's going to be the guy that says shit and everybody's cool with it. But then as soon as someone says shit back, he wants to go fight Exactly. Him. <laughs> he want, he he's wants, that guy you can't play video games with. Yeah. Like, you, you can't have FIFA going in the clubhouse and, hey, Pete, you got next or what? No, because... No, he he'd be the guy to fucking smash the TV or <laughs> throw the remote. Yeah, he'd throw the remote at the TV. Yeah, exactly. He's that guy. God, that's a bad that's a bad look on his part. Man. Exactly, man. And like, how you, how are you gonna get mad? You exactly. Were, you were literally talking shit, fucking two innings ago. Like. And it's not like they were really. I mean, I don't know. I guess I wasn't there, so maybe he heard something that isn't being reported here. But I mean, I don't. I don't see. Oh, and not to mention the Braves came back today. <laughs> they were down when we switched it. Weren't they, they were losing? down like ten something, like ten six, six or, or something? Seven, they just tied it in the bottom of the ninth. Oh wow! But uh, I mean, that just goes to show you uh, what a shitty organization that is. I mean, the Mets are the Mets. Well, yeah. Again, those are the guys we hate, right? Those you're, are the guys you don't invite. You're cool talking shit when you hit a home run, and then all of a sudden you uh, get your shit lit up, and now you're mad because the other team or someone else is talking shit right back at you. Right? And like you take that shit on the chin, you turn around, say so what, uh, and fucking move on. Like, and and not even, and then he got hit. 
um, he got hit that next game after those comments. But he should have started a fight right there. He if, you're a man, if you're a man of your word, bro, well, exactly. You're, you're gonna put someone in the hospital. Go get him. What go you put mean? Charlie Morton in the yeah. hospital. Yeah, That's go, who it was. Yeah, forty year old Charlie Morton. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, don't get me wrong. Peter Alonso's having—I mean, he has twenty-two bombs. Dude. Isn't he leading the national league? I, I believe or he's all of the MLB. League. Yeah. yeah, all of MLB in bombs. Yeah, he's leading the league, and I mean, but I, he's only batting two thirty-three on the year, but has yeah twenty-two are twenty-two yeah, home runs. That's pretty normal in today's game. Well, right. Unless you're fucking Luis Arise, fucking Luis batting Arise. four fucking hundred. Like that's that's uh that's he's, not a, he's a though. he's a unicorn in today's world. That's dude. not sustainable. That's more than unicorn. That's fucking like Jesus coming down to earth. Who? When have you ever heard any? <laughs> being close to 400 well fuck over the last couple of years i mean you you're lucky to see someone betting over 300 i think yeah i think um was it jeff mcneil who won the batting title last year and he was batting i think like 320 yeah and everybody was like yo yeah like dude the hit machine now you're batting 400 it might. Rise. i mean it's it's definitely not something we're used to seeing as sustainable but fuck what if it happens this year you know what i mean what if he is a guy that can fucking keep it up? Maybe not th- maybe not 400, but fuck, 380, 380 370, even. you know what I mean? Like, over 350, I think, is still amazing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Hell yeah, you know, I'd take that any day of the week. Like, when have you? When was the last time you saw that? We barely get guys on the Yankees about 280. If well, we're that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're, I mean, hitting over 300 now is a, is, is a surprise, you know what I mean? You don't see that from many guys like you used to see it before, like... Now your normal is like 260, 270 with, you know, the 30 bombs. Yeah, but Luis Arise, he said, no, nah, man, I'm, he has one home run on the year and is batting. Yeah, he's batting 403 as of right now. Dude's just spraying the ball everywhere. He's just freaking literally contact to ball. On. Well, and it's crazy, man. If you ever watch it, he's only, he's only 26 years old. I didn't realize that. But if you ever watch his at-bats, he literally goes up there and looks at the – just looks like – Looks at where the center fielder is. Looks at where the right fielder is, and he's, he's like, just yeah, so good I'm at spraying it. He's like, I'm gonna hit it there or there. They're not gonna get that. <laughs> yeah. They're not gonna get to this one. <laughs> and it almost seems like he really does do that. Like, oh, there's no way he catches this one right here. But yeah, yeah he only he's got he's only got one bomb on the year. But I mean, if you're gonna bat 400, I don't care if you don't hit any. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. Shit, you leave that up to freaking who they got over there, Jorge Soler. Jorge still. Soler, you yeah, he's I mean? been pretty hot lately. I'm just going to get on base. Y'all better do the rest because I'm doing my part. You know, this is my job. I'm hitting 400. I'm going to get on. You better score me. Exactly. You better you better move me around, especially in that Bay-ass ballpark in Miami. Well, and I think that, that helps him out so much because that's a huge field for him to be spraying baseballs. Yeah, he's literally got so much room out there. Everywhere. Out there. And so, he's I mean, pro- he probably will fu- He was probably happy as hell when he got traded out there. Who won that trade? Who do you think won that trade? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. Don't get me wrong. Because they both still suck. Well, and, 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 and don't think this is recency bias just because he's batting 400. Like, obviously, I don't think he's going to finish 400. I mean, the Marlins right now are in second place with three games behind the Braves. So, that's not a bad place to be. No. You know what I mean? But, but the, the twins, twins are in first. Are in first. So, can and, you say anyone really lost that trade? I mean... No, I don't think so. Pablo Lopez is having a pretty... I guess, I guess you can say Miami lost because Sandy all of a sudden doesn't know how to pitch. Yeah, if that pitching rotation can figure it out, they'd be... Well, not even pitching rotation. If Sandy can figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it's just Sandy. It's literally just Sandy. He's having an awful year. Dude goes from Cy Young to 2-5 and five with a 5 with the five ERA. Like, uh, what happened? Pablo Lopez is 3-3 three and three on the year with the 4-2 ERA. So, I mean, he's on a little bit on the struggle bus, but... 
his last outing against Tampa Bay, seven innings, five hits, six strikeouts. I mean, which is, is a damn good yeah, outing that's to me. Outing. You know what I mean? Absolutely, I'll take that any day against yeah. Tampa. I was like, I ain't, I ain't mad about that as a coach, or you know what I mean? It's about. But yeah, I mean, Luis Ruiz for sure. Definitely been playing some it's impressive. Def- stuff, definitely man. doing some out of this world stuff that we're not used to seeing. Absolutely. So. No. How yeah. long it continues again? You don't know, but it'd be freaking awesome to see someone do it. Hell yeah. That might be something you don't ever see, honestly. Yeah, it might be a, like a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, kind of no, thing really. that happens. You know what I mean? You can say you fucking watched that whole... You can say your first podcast was uh, the year Luis Arise hit 400. <laughs> You'll always remember it. What year did Luis Arise? Oh, it was 2023 when we were doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. See? That's crazy, man. Yeah, but no, that's real impressive shit that's going on out there. Yeah, but obviously getting flipped over to the good side there. Uh, players of the week last week, Marcus Stroman, um, 2-0, 15 innings pitch, zero earned runs, 14 Ks. Um, that's a that's a damn good week. You get two starts in the week and you show out for sure. Why is that not a guy that gets traded? Well, I, mean, that's... I mean, he did just sign with them this year, but I don't think his contract was more than – Maybe um, two or three years. Yeah. So why not? I mean, he, I mean, he's expressed how much he loves Chicago and stuff. And but at the end of the day, all of this is a business. The Cubs are going to do what's beneficial for them. And I mean, if getting some two, three guys from Marcus Stroman, dude signed a three-year, seventy-one million dollar contract. And this is his first year, right? This is his first year. That's what I'm saying. And Marcus Stroman has been such a good pitcher this year, man. Don't get me wrong; he's always been a dude. But I don't know, like, this year he kind of has that it factor to him. Like, he has a little more. It's almost like he kind of figured something out. Oh, no, this is his second year. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, he's he's on a year and a half left, pretty much. You know what I mean? Because this is prior to the 2022 season. The Cubs signed Marcus Stroman to a three-year, $71 million deal. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I don't Including think Including Cubs... an opt-out after the second season. So, he could opt out after this year. I mean. If that's the case. You trade him. Yeah, you got to get rid of him. You got to trade him. He's pl- he's pitching good. He's pitching uh, really good. He's pitching really really good. Um, you're in last place. You're in second to last place as the Cubs again in that NL Central division that we keep talking about, right? So are you tech? Are you out of it? No, no. but at the same time, maybe yes. I mean, just his last seven games, he's four and two with the two four ERA. I mean. 42, 43 innings is allowed, 12 runs and 43 innings. I mean, dude's been good. And Yeah, you're 26 and 30. So why, why isn't he a guy that gets traded? Realistically? I mean, he, he definitely maybe is. You know what I mean? Like you said, he's seven games like he's seven games back um, in a weaker division, but you got a lot of teams doing – I mean, the Brewers are still – Like, I would love Marcus Stroman on the Yankees. I know he would never go to the Yankees, but – he would. I would love a Marcus Stroman, especially with how bad the starting rotation is struggling. Didn't he play on? Wasn't he on the Yankees already? No, 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 he no. He was on the Mets. He was on the Mets, and he hated the Mets. He was on the Mets. But yeah, I mean, he just threw that. He threw that complete game against. Wasn't it a one hitter against Tampa Bay? Yeah, it was a one hitter against Tampa. Yeah, that was the first start of last week. Where... And then he threw six innings, four hits against San Diego in his last outing. Both of those on my bench, on my fantasy team. Yay, Strowman, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I won't keep you on my bench anymore. You're not the guy getting moved down when I need to put another pitcher in. I apologize. You're an idiot. <laughs> I don't know why you ever take him out. And Well, because, again, I mean, Marcus Strowman isn't fucking, isn't a 
great player where you're like, damn, he's the greatest pitcher. The dude's streaky. Yeah, well, he's having a pretty legit year this he's year. He's having a good year this year. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. I mean, that's a di- that's the difference, he's, right? He's very easily a scion candidate this year for sure. 32 I mean, years old. I mean, you got a lot of those is the problem. Well, yeah. I, th- I think right now he falls on a on a on a pretty pretty short end. Compared eh. compared to what we're seeing elsewhere. Eh, it's close, but regardless, I mean, yeah, I think he's definitely uh That's going to be an interesting uh, name that comes up come the trade the trade deadline. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that I think is uh I mean, as a GM, I'm probably looking to get rid of him. You know what I mean? The Cubs ain't got nothing going on. Yeah. You've signed Dansby Swanson. I get it. What about uh, Cody Bellinger? What if they get rid of him? Have you even heard of Cody Bellinger anymore? You heard? I mean, he was hot for, you know, you know the first. Uh, he was hot for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. I, All of a sudden, I, people think, well, fuck, even I thought. I was like, damn, is this the resurgence of, uh, just you know. Just the change of scenery was all he needed? Yeah. Is this the resurgence of Cody Bellinger and what we saw him do with the Dodgers those first couple of years? And, you know, because he did fall off pretty hard that last year Oh, he's too. been on the IL. That's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, because you haven't, I mean, I haven't heard of anything from him recently. So yeah, I'm like, he went on the 10-day with uh Back like two weeks ago with his knee, something with the knee issue. Aye. But it says here that he is rehabbing at the spring training facility. Hey, maybe he'll see Alec Manoa down there. <laughs> Him and Alec Manoa are going to become best friends down yeah. there. <laughs> but, I mean, uh. I will see, man. It's not gonna, I don't think it's going to be dumb. I mean, the most interesting thing you can talk about the trade deadline is... I mean, starting pitching, there's not a whole lot. I mean, there's Shane Bieber and... Shane Bieber and Marcus Stroman are probably going to be your two biggest pieces. I mean, Lucas Giolito maybe from the White Sox. That's true. Yeah, Lucas Giolito from the White Sox. But again, these are very weak divisions. You got to really... I don't know. Maybe a Shohei who still don't know if he's going. Yeah. You don't know what happens with him, but... I mean, you never know. You still get one of these guys on a very competitive team that has a chance at winning, and you don't know, you don't know what kind of that does for, you know, bringing, like... What does that do for like a like a Giolito? You know what I mean? Does that just kind of put a fire under his ass because all of a sudden he knows he's uh, close to winning a World Series on a contender? You know what I mean? Has a chance? Does that do something for him? You never know. You know what I mean? But the other player of the week last week, Corey Seager, four oh seven, two bombs, eleven RBIs. Another Texas guy, man. Texas has got a lot of great things going on. A lot, a lot of great things going on over there. So, shout out to him too. Corey yeah. Seager, man. Dude just came off the injured list and was a guy. He stays that guy, man. He stays that guy. Sticking in that in AL West. An interesting stat here that I saw. We talked, we've talked a couple of times about how underperforming the, the Mariners are. Four of their guys are in the top ten in most strikeouts in the league. To Oscar Hernandez is 83. Eugenio Suarez, 75. Jared Kalnick, 76, and Julio, Julio Rodriguez, as of this morning, was tied for 10th at 72. You wonder why they're bad. That's bad. <laughs> four, four guys in the top 10. That's a lot of swinging this. <laughs> like, that is, that is bad. Like, that's, that's why you underperform. One guy, okay. Two guys, okay. But four fucking guys, four guys that's half of your lineup. 10. 
That's half of your lineup. Yeah, no, it really is. Wow. <laughs> that is bad, man. That is bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know how you want to win games. The Mariners were very had high expectations, and as of now, I mean, they're 30 and 31. They're five games. I mean, oh, no, not five. They're 10 games back. Yeah. I mean. That's getting away from them real fast. It's getting away from them quickly. So, I don't see how they. I mean, I I don't see how they make the playoffs this year. But really, how they're playing now. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Right. I guess we'll see. The last little spotlight for me, Albert Pujols staying in the game. Um, I grew up a Cardinal fan because of Albert Pujols, um, the machine. Obviously, watching him hit that home run against Houston in the playoffs that went off the railroad tracks, like I want to say is kind of what did it for me. Right. But seeing that he's kind of an, a special analyst for MLB network now, and he's also like the assistant, to a the special assistant for the commissioner. I don't know what in hell that entails, but knowing that he's going to be, you know, still part of the game and have an impact on it. I think it's pretty cool for him, man. So shout out to Pujols staying in the game there. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, Pujols has always been just such a guy. I mean, for, is I mean I mean he did struggle with the Angels don't get me wrong but don't he always went about things the right way I mean it's you, awesome it's he's he's gonna represent Major League Baseball very well he's gonna do a lot I feel like for match up his first ten years to anyone anyone in baseball and he's no one I don't think anyone comes close to what he's done right. Trout I think is the closest and is still not better than Pujols' first ten years of his career that's just my personal opinion obviously stats are really close but Pujols still has him. Yeah, it's awesome to see, though, that he's, uh, you know, staying in the game. I mean, with a guy as big of an impact as him, how can you really really step away from the game after all that you've done? It'll be interesting to see kind of what impact he does have as far as with the game and being that special assistant to the commissioner. You know what I mean? Like, what all – like, why do you want him as a special assistant? Like – you know what I mean? What do you plan to use him for? Like, what impact does he have or what input, I guess, will he have to decisions in a sense? So, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, definitely an interesting week. A lot of individual things happening with a lot of different guys, man. So, getting hot. Getting hot here. So, uh, all-star game coming up. Trade deadline coming up. Um, and things are just getting started. You know, as we get going, things are getting started. But it's been fun. been a good week. I agree, man. I agree. Things are heating up here. Um, just looking ahead here, some some good series. I think the series of the weekend, if you have to tune in for one, you're he- heading down to St. Petersburg, baby, watching Texas take on the Rays. Two juggernaut of teams, argue, maybe two, maybe the two best teams in baseball. A lot of offense going on. Tomorrow you got Andrew Heaney and Tyler Glass now. On Saturday you have... Uh, you have Nathan Evaldi and Taj Bradley. That's going to be a lot of heaters. And then um, that should be the Sunday. What's the Sunday night game? A little. Uh, oh, in- Yankees Red Sox play this weekend as well in the Bronx. But I mean, a little Mark- AL Championship uh, preview, preview maybe. Possibly, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a really good series. Apart from that, though, I mean, there's not a ton. You know, a ton more. I mean, the Yankees Red Sox, but. That's not that doesn't really do it for me anymore. It's more Yankees Tampa Bay. I think is a bigger rivalry. But yeah, Dodgers and Phillies will be good, even though they're struggling pretty bad right now. The Phils. 
But yeah, man. The fighting some... feels. Uh, Zach Wheeler did go out and throw a gem today too. So shout almost... out to him. He almost threw it. He had like a no hitter into the eighth. I yeah, think, something so. like that. I seen that. So shout out to him. But yeah, uh, we appreciate y'all. Hopefully uh, y'all enjoy and keep coming back and listening. We thank you guys for everything. So you know we'll catch you guys on the next one. Go Yanks, baby. Let's go.